0: First Sunday, brand new year. So far, it's been a really good year, don't you think? It's going pretty well, do you think, Jim? It's a little better? Yeah. Uh, personally, I'm quite pleased to turn the page on 2021. Um, uh, 2020, let's go back. Uh, I, I was pretty sure after 2020, it couldn't be any worse. Uh, COVID online for 13 Sundays. Chad and I sitting out in the foyer having church online. And anyway, then protests broke out. It was weird and confusing and discouraging and frustrating. Those are some of the words that I would use to describe 2020. Uh, Now, the one 2021 we just completed for me was painful uh 2021 was filled with mourning and death and four surgeries. So I kept getting my head down on my right eyeball. So every time I thought I was getting better, Henry, you've been through a lot of surgeries. Uh, then the word came, it's time for another one. Are you kidding me? Head down. Anyway, that happened four times. I'm grateful to finally say, praise Jesus. It finally feels like, you know, normal and good, so yay. But I'll say this again. I'm quite pleased to wave goodbye to, in my opinion, the hardest year of my life. Although, I need to follow this up because it's true. I suspect that Jesus was schooling me and growing me up more than in most of the years of my life. So I do need to add that. and still trying to figure out what it is that the Lord wants. I've got some, but just keep listening. So, this morning, title of the sermon, What's New in 2022. Okay? Uh, thanks to Christmas, uh, some of us have some new stuff, right? Maybe your children have some new toys or your grandkids. Uh, some of us have uh, new clothes, might not be. The right color might not be the right size, but you got new stuff. Uh, Some of you, if you're like me, are carrying around new pounds that you've picked up these last couple weeks, because it seems like you you never really get hungry. You just top off. Anyway, (laughs) so we start the year with new things. For me, I got a new day timer that now I'm starting to fill in. Uh, New resolutions for the year to come. Here's a few that I wrote down because I've said this many years in a row. I'm going to get up early and I'm going to exercise every morning. (laughs) Denise, (laughs) starting tomorrow. (laughs) And I'm going to organize my office like Denise had it organized. And I'm going to keep it spotless this time, okay? And I'm going to give up Johans and onion rings for good this time. Okay? Which reminds me of an old saying, a New Year's resolution goes in one year and out the other. Uh, This morning we're going to be in the old section of God's book. We're going to be uh, looking at a passage where the prophet Isaiah is writing to his fellow Jews and they... We're in a really bad place, okay? Uh, God's chosen people, Israel, the truth is they were under the thumb, the iron thumb of the Babylonians. Uh, Assyria had already conquered the north. Now Judah in the south is under attack. And Isaiah knows as a prophet uh, they're about to get smashed in the south. Uh, Judah is about to get crushed. So, setting here for life's chosen people, life is hard and painful and discouraging. Uh, They felt hopeless. They felt helpless. Uh, They were pretty sure their best days are already in the past. Everything in the future that they could see looked bleak and grim. I think that's exactly how many of us are feeling right now today. We're thinking, man, it's been bad. These past two years have been hard and painful and discouraging, feel pretty hopeless and helpless, feel like our best days are in the rearview mirror, and honestly, the future doesn't look all that bright. So if that's you, guess what? <laughs> the Lord has some interesting words for you, for me, this morning. Inspired by the Lord, Isaiah writes, Chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. You can locate that on your phone or in your Bible. And, and if you're able, let's stand and see what God has to say to his chosen people when their daubers are down. Okay? What does he have to say to them? They're, they're, they're feeling pretty hopeless. Here's what God's word has to say to them. Inspired by God Almighty. Read with me, please. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do, for I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Let's pray. Lord, Uh, we need your help today. we got a brand new year ahead. And thank you for the good, lasting fruit that you grew in 2021. And Lord, even though it was a really hard year for many of us, I recognize, Lord, you do often your best work when conditions are especially challenging. So thank you for the gift of Isaiah 43. Lord, we praise you for inspiring Isaiah to write these words down that are just right for us. Heading into 2022. And I'm asking, Lord, that you might use your word to prepare your church. Prepare our hearts and our minds and our wills for the days and the weeks and the months and the year ahead. Uh, Lord, we invite you here. First Sunday of 2022, Lord. You come and be the king and the ruler today in your church amongst this church family. Lord, I pray that for those who are here in person. I pray that as well for those who are watching online. We're ready to hear from you as we dig into your book together. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one strong voice. Nice job. You can be seated. Okay, what does the Lord have to say through Isaiah, to the people he writes to, his chosen people, and to us. Okay, first thing the Lord says through Isaiah: Stop dwelling on the past. He says, "Stop it! Forget the past." Um, too many of us, truthfully, are held captive by the past. Whether you're always temp- attempting to recreate the good stuff. Maybe you just remembered all the glory days that you enjoyed in the past. There's a temptation to idolize the work that Jesus has already done in the past and then minimize the good work the Lord wants to accomplish today and in the future. So he says, forget the past There's another way we're supposed to forget the past and forget the bad stuff. Forget the sin and the foolishness that you used to be involved in. Quit wallowing in the manure pit where you used to live. Stop it. Now, there's an interesting verse. Slide down chapter 43 all the way to verse 25. Um, And it says there, here's how the Lord thinks of our past sin. I love this. He says, verse 25, Yes, I alone, God talking, will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. <laughs> let, let that soak in. The Lord says, I, I'm going to choose to blot out your sin in the past and I'm going to do that for me because I don't ever want to think about you and your past sin again. Isn't that good? And I would suggest that's exactly how we should be thinking about our sin in the past. Lord, blot it out. Help me not to think about it. Help me not to dwell in it. Help me, Lord, not to soak in the sin in the past. The Lord buries our sin in the depths of the deepest sea. And I like this. And then he puts up a sign that says no fishing. Isn't that good? Now, some of us... We're always fishing around and thinking around and going back there. But if the Lord puts up the sign and says no fishing, we shouldn't be fishing around there either. And we shouldn't be fishing around in other people's lives either, okay? Uh, Here's how Paul put it, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Now catch this. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. The the old, that's gone. That's in the past. A new life has begun. In our old life, we were prisoners of sin and Satan. And here's what he says. That's over. (laughs) That's gone. That's not true anymore. Yeah, you used to be, but no longer are you prisoners. Jesus has freed us from the chains of sin and Satan and death. Is that not good? That should be an amen point, don't you think? Jesus has freed us from the chains of sin, and Satan, and death. Now we're free to live strong daily for Jesus Christ, okay? He's building a new life in his children, which, which is all of us who are followers of Jesus. Here's how Paul explained it. Galatians 5 verse 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, who lives in me, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's like, that's how I live. That's how I think. I no longer live, it's Jesus Christ living in and through me. And I'm telling you, if you you choose to start living according to, To Galatians 5, there, it'll change you. It really will. I'm no longer living in me. Jesus lives in me. Jesus is my boss. Uh, This earthly body, I'm living by trusting in the Son of God. He loved me, gave himself for me, washed the slate clean. That perspective will change your life. The way of victory is available, the way uh, is available because the power has been installed. Okay? I'm telling you, you've got a power source that's been installed in you by God himself. And and Jesus said, I want the third person of the Trinity, Jesus, in spirit form to come take up residence in our life. And now suddenly we have the power. And he says, quit looking backwards. Quit looking backwards at the old, sinful, selfish way you used to think and you used to live, okay? Quit living by looking in the rearview mirror all the time. I'm telling you, that's no way to drive and that's no way to live. If you're always looking in the rearview mirror, guess what? Eventually, you're going to crash and burn, okay? You have to look forward and that's the way it is as followers of Jesus Christ, The past is a great place to learn from. The past is a terrible place to live. It's true. You can learn from it. That's good. It's a terrible place to live. First instruction stop dwelling on the past. Instruction number two. Here's what the Lord says uh, verses 18 and 19. Look forward to what I'm about to do. I I want you to look forward. He says, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. Matter of fact, see, I've already begun. Don't you see it? I'm going to make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. Okay? Look forward. Look forward. I'm about to do, anticipate that God is about to do something amazing. Okay? He's going to blow your socks off with something. Now, I want you to go back before we get to verse 18. Look at verse 16, same chapter. Isaiah reminds them, the Lord's already worked powerfully. Okay, So just remember, he opened up the Red Sea. You, you came, you got the Egyptian army behind you, and the Lord literally opened it up to dry ground. And you, God's chosen people under Moses' direction, walked right through on dried crown, Red Sea. Um, And that wasn't all, verse 17. And then the Egyptian army, what did they do? They followed you because they wanted to chase and kill you. And God collapsed the sea walls on top of the Egyptian army. And, And all of the soldiers and the horses and the chariots down at the bottom of the Red Sea. He destroyed those who wanted to destroy them. Now, Here's what he's saying. Catch this. Okay, now you're on the other side. He's destroyed your enemy, and now you're on the uh, edge of the Red Sea, okay? And you're going, wow, that was a close call. But don't just stop and camp out and choose to live on the edge of the Red Sea. Some of you are thinking, you know what? I think we're now in a safe place, and we're just going to stay here uh, on the edge. And Jehovah is saying, I'm not done working in your life. (laughs) You've been freed from slavery and death in Egypt. You were living as slaves, but the Red Sea and the edge of the Red Sea is not your final destination. Does that make sense? So he's delivered you out. Now... I have this place called the promised land that I want to take you to. I'm not done with you. It's a journey. You're going to keep walking and you're going to go to the promised land in due time. Okay? My people are going to have to walk through the wilderness. We know that. We can look back. It's going to be scary. But here's the good thing. Are you ready? We don't walk alone. Jesus says, you know what? I'm the good shepherd and I'm going to walk every step with my people. The Lord Himself will provide for us. As we look ahead, we look with anticipation and excitement because the Lord's got new stuff coming our way. The journey's not over, we're just beginning, okay? The Lord's saying to Isaiah, "Uh, I've done some amazing stuff with my people. I've opened a way, the waters of the Red Sea parted, I drew the waves back and wiped out the Egyptian army. But here's what he says, baby, you ain't seen nothing yet because I got good stuff coming. I got really amazing, awesome stuff that's coming your way. Okay, It's going to get better and better as you keep going. Now, I know it's bad and feels like it's never going to change. But the Lord's saying here, look, I've got good stuff, new and even better stuff on the way i to pause for a second. There's this guy named Abraham. Remember him? The, the founder, you will, the patriarch of the Jewish people. He was 75 years old. Anybody 75 here today? Okay. Settled. I, I suspect he was retired, wealthy, comfortable. He had family all over. And the Lord comes to him, to Abraham, in chapter 12, in verse 1, and says, Abe, I know you got it good, but I want you to leave your native country. I want you to leave your relatives. I want you to leave your land. He's a wealthy man. But I want you to go, and I'm going to bless you, Abe. Even though you're 75, it's time to head out. (laughs) Um, So he goes home. I think he probably said, Well, let me run this by my wife. Um... So he goes home and he says to Sarah, Let's start packing, babe. God told me that we're supposed to move. And I'm sure Sarah's question would be all of yours for okay, uh, Abe, where are we going? Where are we moving to? And his answer is, um, I'm not really sure, Sarah. Uh, God said, I just want you to pack up and get moving. And I'll show you, as you go, where you're supposed to go. Now here's the, I think the miracle here is, she says, okay. (laughs) And they start packing, and they don't know where they're going, and they don't know what exactly the Lord's about to do, other than they trusted the Lord, 75 years old, been there their whole life. Okay, let's go. Uh, 25 years later, okay, 75, Uh, After a hiccup with Ishmael, and uh, that might be too light of a word, hiccup, uh, they tried to help God out uh, with giving him an heir through Sarah's handmaid named Hagar. um, And they had Ishmael, and that's a mess, And actually, if you look at how big of a mess, Ishmael is the founder of what we would call the Muslim people. So, uh, yeah, that's a big mess, okay? But now they're back on point, and the Lord says, uh, Okay, I'm going to bless you now, Abraham. You and Sarah, um, you're going to have a son. You and Sarah are going to have a son, and your descendants are going to be as numerous as the stars, okay? Okay? Sarah is listening in, okay? God's spokesman, an angel was there giving the news. And Sarah hears, uh, and you and your wife Sarah are going to have a son. And Sarah starts laughing. (laughs) I I can imagine. Uh, She's listening, and she's laughing, and the question is why? She answers the question. She says, because I'm old and worn out. Those are her words. I'm old. I'm 90 years old. Nine zero. 90 years old. Oh, and if that's not enough, my husband Abe, he's 100. Okay? So I'm 90, and he's 100. And I just want you to know, couples at 90 and 100 don't have babies. Would you not say amen? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. So she's laughing. Okay? she She's laughing. Genesis 21, 1-6, to the Lord kept his word and God did a new thing. And they had a baby son, and guess what they named him? They named him Laughter. Isaac means laughter. Uh, it, it's funny, it really is. Uh, and we're still laughing about it, we can't believe it. But all who hear about this will laugh. God was saying to Abraham and Sarah, I know you're comfortable I know you're settled, I know you got your plans, but I don't want you to get too comfortable and too settled, Abraham and Sarah. I'm going to take you on a journey to the land of promise. I'm going to take you on a really special journey. I'm not done with you yet. First, I'm going to give you a son, the gift of Isaac. And oh, by the way, Isaac is going to be the son of promise. You understand? I'm I'm not done. You think you're done? You think you're comfy? You think you're settled in? No, no, you're not. I think the Lord's still saying that in 2022. You know, church, you've been pretty comfortable. You really have, and and things are pretty good and pretty settled. You know, here in the church at Walloon, and I think the Lord is saying, you know what? I'm not done. And I think maybe it's time to unsettle you a bit and get you a little bit out of your comfort zone. And I'm going to take you on a journey, but I want you looking forward and I want you to get enthusiastic and excited and anticipate what the Lord has in store. Because the best is yet to come. You're not done. I know you think you're done, but you're really not done. The best is yet to come. To come. And we could say, well, that's for us. Can I just say, last two years, the Lord has been waking up the entire world. We think about this last two years. Can I tell you, this is worldwide. I would argue the Lord is trying to wake up the entire planet Earth. Hey, you've been living comfy. You, you've been settled. You've been ignoring me and doing it my way. I'm going to get your attention. And he's got the whole world's attention. So, Isaiah is inspired by God right down to my chosen people who are discouraged, feeling hopeless and helpless. Everything looks bleak. First thing he says, quit looking back. Forget the past. Quit dwelling on your mistakes Quit dwelling on the glory days. Um, get your eyes off the rearview mirror. That's the first thing. Second, the Lord says, look forward to what's coming. <laughs> Anticipate what the Lord has in store for you. Third, and we're done, see it with your eyes. I like this. See it with your eyes. Look closely and see what God is doing. Here's what he says. Uh, verse 19. See, I've already begun. Don't you see it? I will make a path through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. See it. Look at it. It's right there in front of you. I'm about to do something amazing. When, uh, when COVID hit and, uh, Chad and I were out. I'll never forget that because 13 Sundays in a row, it was Chad and I. I think a time or two, uh, Rob Barber would come and visit. And then a few times, Pastor Brant would come. But, but usually it was just he and I. Uh, it quickly became apparent, uh, this thing called online church. Uh, we weren't ready for it. We, we were trying. We were kind of dabbling at it. But pretty quickly, we made an investment in equipment at all three campuses. Why? Because I I think this is going to have to be something we do better, okay? Uh, Seeing our online campus has probably been one of the best things that's happened in the past two years because it's grown exponentially. Um, And you could argue, although our in-person numbers are significantly down our online numbers are significantly up and you could argue that we are either the same size or even larger than we used to be now that seems so odd and strange to me but it's true but we looked at the situation and we said leadership board staff uh, we better get better at this quick and pretty soon we were clearing up time because we had some folks, especially Pastor Brent, who quickly became really good at this, pouring in more of his time online and digital side. So that's what happened first. And then this last year when I was down on my face for 12 Sundays with four surgeries, Pastor Brant stepped up and hit it out of the park Sunday after Sunday, opening up God's word, we have plans to use him more preaching here and at the other two campuses as well. So here's one thing you can do. This is like a little aside. Would you please be praying the Lord would raise up just the right person to fill his role so Pastor Brent can step up and move into what we believe is God's will and what God has in store. So pray that we'll get just the right youth pastor at just the right time, would you? And if you know somebody, please let us know. We're right now saying, Lord, we believe you've led us here. We're looking forward. Please show us. And we're listening. Um, here's the principle, okay? I wanna, there's a principle here at work. And I learned this first from Experiencing God by Dr. Henry Blackaby. You might remember this, we, we've taught this a lot, but here's what he says. Look around and see where God is active and busy and join him in what he's doing, okay? So, so as you're going through life, uh, now look around and, and where is God active and alive and working? And, and here's the principle, join him in that, okay? Do not like normally we would do uh, lord i 'm going to tell you what I want you to do, and now you join me in my plans that 's exactly opposite. Uh, the principle here is lord Lord, where are you working? Where are you active um, and uh, we see you active in caleb and lexi 's life we We see you working in a lot of places. we want to join you, okay. Look what he says right after that. Jehovah says, I'm going to create rivers in dry lands. You understand, rivers don't come in the desert normally. Okay? Uh, God's going to choose the hard places, he says, to do great things. God is going to choose the dry places and bring life and amazement to those places. Here's what the Apostle Paul has to say to us. Galatians 6 In verse 9, I've had to hold on to this verse a lot this last year, so I love it. He says, 6-9 Galatians, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we're going to reap a harvest of blessing. Here's what I kept having to say. If we don't give up. If we don't give up. And I suspect some of us in a lot of different places... We're just tempted to say, you know what? This is hard. This is difficult. This is painful. I quit. Can I suggest to you that's not the Lord talking? The Lord will not whisper to you, just quit. You can't do this. Who do you think you are? You're just puny. You're just a you're just a sinner, messed up. No way. No way. Jesus declares here today, you ready? You're accepted, you're secure, you're significant in me. And that changes everything. I'm just telling you a new identity, a new position, who I am in Christ, that's a game changer. Begin today to accept and live out who you are, your new position, your new identity your righteousness in Christ. And then, if you'll make that your mantra, okay, watch the Lord start doing awesome stuff in your life, okay? It's true. I'm convinced the best is yet to come. I'm convinced the future is really bright 2022. Now, I get it. It's past year for many of us, really hard, Painful, discouraging setbacks. Here's what I want you to remember. You ready? Jesus loves you and he loves you strong. He loves you for keeps. It's not going away. He has a plan, he's got a purpose for you and for me and in this church family. Jesus is the God of the fresh start, the do over, the new beginnings, or if you're a golfer, Jesus is the God of the mulligan. Okay, you can hit it again. Is that not good? He's the one who asks us to join him in this new year. I believe God's word has something to say to us here today. Here's the challenge, 2022. First, stop dwelling in the past. <laughs> Quit reliving, oh, I wish it was like this, how it used to be. Quit reliving and idolizing the glory days and quit allowing your sin to paralyze you that's in the rearview mirror. Second, look forward to what God's about to do. I'm telling you, it's true for them and and it was way worse for for Judah here in, in Isaiah 43. The best is yet to come. Anticipate what the Lord has in store for us. And third, see it with your eyes. (laughs) Look around. See where God's working and let's join him and watch as we see Jesus use his church to reach and to change the world. That's what we're called to. God's plan to reach and change the world. You ready? It's us. (laughs) Let's watch and let's join him as he's working. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. For another year of opportunities to walk and abide with your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to quit dwelling and living in the past. Lord, I'm asking that you would strengthen us to look forward with excitement to what's ahead. And Lord, I'm asking that you'd help us to notice where you're working, where you're active. Help us to see it clearly. And Lord, give us the courage and the faith to join you in your work. Thank you, Lord, that your word is quick and powerful and it's alive. And if you're here this morning or watching online, And perhaps you don't know Jesus personally. He's not your good shepherd. Wouldn't first Sunday of 2022 be a great day to join the family of the King of Kings? The Lord of Lords who loves you, who's willing to save you, who will secure your spot with him, who keeps you Who will walk every step the rest of your life at your side? That's what Jesus offers. That's why I came, took on human flesh. That's why I came and took your place on the cross. The gospel is made up of facts, historical, verifiable facts. Right while you're watching or you're here today, Jesus, I believe you took on human flesh for me. Jesus, I believe that you lived a sinless life and qualify to be the spotless lamb of God, and you did that for me. And Jesus, I believe you took my place on that cross. Jesus, I believe you shed your blood for me. Jesus, I believe you took my place in the grave. Early Sunday morning, Jesus (laughs) powerfully arose from the dead. You did that for me. Those are the facts of the gospel. I believe them. And here's, here's the key, okay? And right now, by faith, Jesus, I choose to open up the door of my life, and I invite you in. Come on in. Come be my Savior, my King, my Lord. Lord, I believe that you're ready to save me and take up residence in me, and you're going to walk with me, and you've got a plan and a purpose for me that's awesome. By faith, come in. I'm going to follow you. And if you made that choice today by faith, you're watching online, would you hit that prayer button? And then they'll uh, have a personal message with you. It's just you and uh, the online host or pastor that'll talk with you. If you're here in person, make your way to the prayer corner. We'd love to celebrate with you. We, we'd love to help you get going on your journey with Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for hope even in hard times. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us. We love you. We're glad to serve you. And now we're glad to worship you in song as we close here this morning. We pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.